Hi, I'm your host, Kelly Joe, and this is the Nourished Motherhood Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing together the voices of motherhood and helping women connect with others and themselves through the power of sharing honest, vulnerable stories. Because every woman deserves to have a place where her voice is heard. We believe that supporting mothers is one of the healthiest things we can do for our society. There's a balance of beauty and grit to be found in every woman's story. And we're so honored you're here to listen, connect, and grow with us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Nourish Motherhood podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you for this last episode of 2021. I'd had very different intentions for today's show. And when I sat down to get started working on this episode, something entirely altogether different came out of me. So let's say I just had this holiday spark of hope and I couldn't help but share it with you all. If you know me or you've been here a while, you know I'm quite the optimist, and positivity is one of my top five strengths, according to Gallup's Strength Finder. So in true Kelly Joe fashion, I wanted to share something from my heart to encourage those of you who are in a tough spot, finding the holiday season hard, and are just are walking through grief and pain right now. Don't worry, what I have to say isn't a rah-rah, pump you up, be happy message, nor is it just a heavy, woe is me monologue but I think you'll find a hope-filled message that will serve you wherever you're at. In this episode, you'll hear some of my own story intersecting motherhood, loss, and faith through the mystery of Advent. And before we get started, let me just take a couple minutes to say, it has been such a pure joy to bring you this podcast. I have loved interviewing all of our guest experts and have learned so much. And it's been such a privilege to hear other mamas' stories and share them with you guys. And I've been so inspired by their lives. And, you know, lastly, it's been really fun to just put some of these episodes together, these solo shows. And so I just want to say thank you for being here. We're going to be signing off for the rest of the year, but we do have some super awesome episodes planned for 2022. So if you have a story, any questions or topics you'd like to see on the podcast in this next year, email us at hello at nourishedmotherhood.com and let us know. We absolutely love hearing from you and want to put together content that you want to hear more of. So with that, let's get into it. Hello again and happy December and merry bright happy holidays to you all. Can you believe it's already December and 2022 is just around the corner? To be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of all that comes with the holiday season. I really never have been. The rush, the hype, the pull towards consumerism. But I do love connecting with friends and family, sinking into the spirit of gratitude and anticipation of good things, as well as reflecting on the year past and what lies ahead. Speaking of reflection, in the last few years, I've really come to love and appreciate the Advent season. While we did celebrate Christmas growing up, we didn't celebrate Advent. I didn't even really know what Advent was until last December. Quite simply, I discovered Advent is just about fixing my eyes on Jesus and anticipating his arrival. And for me, that's really personal. It's mysterious, and it's an illumination of God's love in the depths of my soul and my inner being. Diedrich Bonhoeffer said, The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. 
He is and always will be now with us in our sin, in our suffering, and at our death. We are no longer alone. God is with us, and we are no longer homeless. This, too, has been my experience when it comes to discovering the beautiful mystery of Advent. It's come through my own spiritual poverty, pain, and suffering. While I'd say my faith and relationship with Jesus has long been central to my life, I never really took the time to consider what treasures could be found in the rhythm of practicing Advent and in the dead of winter. Which, it's kind of funny because if anyone is acquainted with winter, like the reality of living through long winter days, it's me, since I've spent most of my life living in Alaska, which is the land of winter and darkness. Today alone, the sun didn't rise until just after 10 a.m., and the sunset was precisely at 3.41 p.m. No joke. So while I'm familiar with dark winter days and waiting for spring to come, I'm just beginning to discover the multiple layers of Advent, and I'm not going to pretend I have a full understanding of the magnitude and glory that surround Advent and the story of Jesus' arrival as a small, helpless babe that night so long ago. But today, I want to share just a few glimpses I've had into the mystery of Advent that completely transformed my life this past year. You see, it was this time last year and the months leading up to winter that I was truly depressed, and I didn't even realize it. And looking back, it's hard to fathom just how heartbroken, numb, and raw I truly was. In 2020, while the world was shutting down and experiencing a winter of sorts, it was certainly a year of weariness, death, and barrenness in my own little family. I've shared in earlier episodes that we miscarried back in the beginning of the pandemic, and it rocked me to my core. Then shortly after, we moved back to Alaska a bit unexpectedly to spend time with my dad before he passed through Heaven's Gates a little over a year ago. The heaviness that came from our losses was magnified the closer we crept towards winter. I hadn't planned to ever experience another Alaskan winter, and the thought of cold, dark winter days was crippling. And I mean truly crippling. And instead of fleeing or fighting, I simply crumbled in my fragile state. It wasn't that I had just been subject to biting temperatures and dark winter days, but I was personally walking through a winter of the soul or what men and women have, for centuries have referred to as the dark night of the soul. You see, what I didn't realize was that the deeper we got into the winter months, the closer we moved to our baby's due date. And subconsciously, I was mourning the absence of a precious little life in my womb. And just like the barrenness of long, dark, cold winter days, (laughs) so was I. Instead of holding our New Year's baby, I was left wanting and waiting. And in the days since then, I have never revered life more than I have after that brief stint carrying his little life. It showed me life is precious no matter how small, how seemingly insignificant it is, or even if it's still in seed form. One of the attributes about winter is that its harsh coldness brings forth a season of dying. But if you think about it, this death is necessary and is a bridge to new life. Before new life appears in the warmth of spring, death must come first. I'd initially spent a week or two grieving our loss, but quickly began to busy myself to keep my emotions at bay. I know, I'm not the first person to stuff their emotions, but there I was. And the closer we got to winter, and my due date, 
the more fragile I began to feel. Until finally, one night sitting in the shower, nearly seven months after I miscarried, the tears started flowing and they didn't stop rolling down my cheeks for what felt like forever. And in my pain, I cried out to Jesus, my faithful friend. I asked him to awaken my heart again to the passion of life that I once had. I wanted to feel pain and joy. And I was at the end of my rope and I needed healing and restoration. I asked him for help and the ability to believe and receive his life, his light, his hope, because the darkness was blinding and I was trekking in unfamiliar terrain, not knowing or being able to see the path ahead. But I knew, unlike me, God wasn't intimidated by the winter and he can see in the darkness. King David once wrote of God, Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Holding on to this truth, I petitioned God that night and asked Him to take me to the deeper wells of His love and that He would swallow up my pain. I asked for rest for my weary soul, for a healing balm of peace, for God's shalom, the type of peace that puts broken things back together better than their original state. And as I sat in the shower praying and crying, God was there with me, and He didn't leave me alone. Jesus is Emmanuel. God is with us. That's part of the mystery of Advent that became so real to me that night. God became flesh so that I, so that we could experience His presence with us forever. While still crying, my heart began to feel, and being wrapped in total peace, I heard a voice whisper, trust me fully. What? How was I going to trust again? I was afraid. And it's definitely easier said than done when you're engulfed in darkness and hiding out from the harsh winter days. It takes courage to believe and to anticipate good things and, dare I say, to bloom in winter when you can't even see past the darkness of night. But in this moment of crying out, hope the person comforted me yet again. And it was in this season, my suffering was an invitation into a greater understanding of the first advent and what it means to wait in hope. And it was in this winter season of the soul, I learned that there are some things that can only grow in the starkness of winter during the dark night of the soul. So take the amaryllis. While sitting down to reflect and collect my thoughts for this episode, my dear husband texted me a beautiful spoken word titled Amaryllis Story. Funny enough, this beautiful word given by Christy Knuckles describes much of what I've experienced and am sharing with you. She describes winter and how the amaryllis flower is a picture of the hope we have in the life of Jesus. She says, In the bleakness of winter, the amaryllis will spring up, pushing through the soil displaying the beauty it was created to share. Sure, it would be easier to wait until the comfort of spring, but the amaryllis bulb knows it cannot wait. It does not bloom because conditions are perfect. In fact, the conditions are counterintuitive to new life. But the amaryllis blooms in winter even still. 
It will not look to the world around it for nurturing and care, but will instead obey the world within it and become exactly what it was created to be, to bear the image of the beauty inside itself set there by a creator not bound by time nor season. Many of us know the Bible story of the miraculous virgin mother and a baby in the manger, but failed to intimately grasp the power of what actually took place when Jesus plunged into the darkness that night as piercing light. Jesus didn't arrive in perfect conditions. I'm not talking just about the fact that he was born in a stable, but that he came into the world at a time when God had been silent for 400 years and the world was in one long, dark night of the soul, in a winter that seemed like it would never end. Does this sound familiar? I'd like to propose that our world today is in a winter season, and just like then, many have given up hope that God is still with us or that He even sees us. But let me tell you, God is with us and He sees us. God sees you and me, and we don't have to figure out our lives on our own. If we go back to the Christmas story, it was when the world least expected it and when they were groping in the dark for the way forward that his brilliant love humbly broke through the night as new life. He redefined winter, showing us that with him, Emmanuel, God with us, we too can bloom in winter and shine in the night sky. And here and now, We find ourselves waiting for the second arrival of Christ, as if somehow things one day will magically be better, as wishful thinking. But we've been given a promise that Jesus is with us now and that He is coming. He is coming. It's this promise that gives us hope, keeping us steady in the wind and the waves as we wait. Most of us hate waiting. I think partly because we live in such a fast-paced time in history and the fact that we also like the endorphins we get from instant gratification. However, Henry Nouwen, in his essay, Waiting for God, suggests that waiting is so hard for us because we're so fearful, afraid of our own feelings, other people, and afraid of the future. He then goes on to describe the posture of biblical waiting as people who wait have received a promise that allows them to wait. They have received something that is at work in them, like a seed that has started to grow. And in the spirit of Advent, we wait in hope because we've received a promise. We eagerly await in the darkness, holding lamps, anticipating the arrival of the King. He's coming and we're to be ready. But how do we do this? We do this because He is our lamp and our promise wrapped up into one. Through my miscarriage, I'm starting to understand waiting in hope, rooted in promise. I miss our son and I long to get to know him. And New Year's will forever remind me of the future I have ahead with him. While he's not running circles around me now, he's residing in heaven, and the anticipation of our joyful reunion one day gives me hope in my waiting. And when I reflect on this last year, I'm reminded that yet again, Jesus consistently shows up in the darkest corners of my life. While yes, he will return again, he is here now with me, Emmanuel. He sits with me in pain and suffering, isn't afraid of getting stained by my mess, and is never far off. His light once again permeated the darkness, 
bringing color to my night skies like the aurora in the dead of winter. I can't tell you how, but after I had this epic cry fest in the shower and bearing forth my soul to God, something happened. In the days and weeks ahead, I started to see new blossoms of life appearing, and the suffocating pain that was snuffing out my life light subsided. My loss wasn't dismissed, but it was transformed into something beautiful. I don't quite have words to describe it, but it's the fruit of Jesus shining bright in my night skies and at work in the depths of my soul. In exchange for my pain and depression, I was given a gift of hope and anticipation that good things are around the corner, and this hope has carried me through, proving to me that it's possible to bloom even in the dead of winter. Pain and suffering come in different shapes and sizes. For me, my miscarriage was an invitation into deeper depths of intimately experiencing the beauty and mystery of God's love. While you may or may not have experienced a miscarriage, I bet there is something in your life that's caused you pain and that you can resonate with heartache, loneliness, and what it's like to be in your own winter season. These things are inescapable parts of the human experience, but God offers each of us new life, a new start right where we're at. The gift of hope, comfort, and deep love are for you too. It's in my darkest of nights I've found love, not judgment from God. And my prayer today is that for those of you who are weary and are experiencing your own sort of winter, that you'd encounter the person Jesus, the light of the world, and that His peace would cocoon you right where you're at today. He has come and is coming, that you might have life and that your soul would prosper no matter what your circumstances look like. This is only one of the many facets of the mystery of Advent and the Christmas story. There's so much more I'm chewing on and contemplating this year as we move through Advent, but I hope this leaves you encouraged in whatever season you find yourself in. And with that, let's wrap up this Christmas episode with a little something I've put together for you. I believe music is so powerful and love having something to listen to as I go about my day. So I created a Spotify playlist with some of my favorite songs for the Advent season to be a source of encouragement and inspiration for you and yours. You can find a link to the playlist in the show notes and in the description of this episode. Also, stay tuned. We have some exciting things for you around the corner coming in 2022. And with that, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope you love this episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast. If you want to stay in touch and up to date with all the happenings over at the Nourished Motherhood Collective, make sure you're a part of our email community. Head on over to our website at nourishedmotherhood.com or click the link in our show notes to get on the list.